special edition, special guest in the building. <laughs> so, Mr. Alex, I want to pronounce your surname right. Is it Dimitri? Dimitri. Dimitri. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought so. I'm going to try and pronounce right. it, so I'm just going to call him <laughs> it's, it's Alex. Alex D. No, no, I'm just Alex, man. <laughs> you don't call me that when I'm trying your mad in the gym. He's tensing up. Fuck, my arms are burning. Oh, shit. Uh, this podcast actually been in the making for a long time, hasn't it, Al? Yeah, man, we've, we've been planning it for a while. Yeah, here. man, and we're here now, we're here. Um, so, first of all, I want to shout out to our sponsor, 304, um, for sponsoring the podcast and giving us all some nice clothes. I'm actually going to be honest and actually say that. The 304 clothes, yeah, they're so comfortable. You know, if you're just looking to go to the gym, because oh, yeah. gym, gym wear is so important now, lounge wear. I don't know if you know the guys from 304 as well, but they're, um, you know, the train down line works, but lovely group of lads. They've started this company and the clothes there are top notch. Um, so yeah, shout out 304. If anyone wants to get any good gym, loungewear, hoodies, t-shirts, shorts, joggers, check out 304. Uh, and that's men and women. It's not just plain, I really though. They've got, like, they've got nice patterned clothes like there's different listen you, you can go anywhere in 304 you can rock up anywhere I'm telling you true anywhere Nubo anywhere 304 is <laughs> you want you want to go to Novu you want to go anywhere Camellia meet you just go, go up I need to get somebody's 304 stuff man <laughs> <laughs> you sold it <laughs> nice one's comfortable um, so yeah man so thanks for coming down and no, having much. a chat with us um, obviously I mean how did this come about? So realistically, I mean, I've wanted to speak to you for ages and just learn about your story because you are a truly inspiring individual. And that's nah, what I'm worried about. Man, See, man, it ain't see, just me is, saying this stuff, you know. It's not just me. Other people I, I, say I, the same I, thing. I think if we give the people some context about your background and then we'll, we'll let them decide. But for me, yeah? For some people, yeah. Like, obviously, like my daughter, she's a double amputee. Like, you've, you've seen how she does all, like, gym stuff. She was the Phenomenal. first. Yeah, she, yeah, she yeah. kills the game. She, she's done like New York Fashion Week, Paris Fashion Week, worked for Nike, River Island, but like just, the list goes on and on. Like, but it's putting it into the context of what we was talking about is obviously go take it back to when she was born. So for me, that was like a shock. Like you was told that she's going to have some problems. She's going to look different. She's she's going to have to have these operations that are going to be painful. That's a, that's a head fuck. Like it's like, my kids are the most important thing to me. So, hundred. It's um, yeah. You look you look back on them days, and to be honest, it felt like a a bit of a dream. You sort of float through that situation, even though it's tough and traumatic and that. But you mm-hmm. seem to just you, you crack through each day and whatever else. But the way I managed it was wrung by the fact that I was I was drinking too much. So, and then that that spirals in, doesn't it? Like the more you drink, the yeah. more depression you face. Which led to me doing online gambling, and look, oh, looking wow. looking looking back at it all now, like it's it was all distractions from what was yeah, going on in front of me. Like you, you you look everywhere else apart from in front, don't you? And um, yeah, it got to the point where I lost like seventy thousand pound. Then uh, that 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 was the point where I nearly, nearly killed myself. So it's um, yeah, it got tough, man. It did get tough, but um, I say like the, with the doctors and stuff like that. They that what they talk about is. It's all negative words, so okay. so when you, it's not she's gonna be able to do this, she's gonna be doing that. Yeah, it's all yeah. negative words, so you you feed into that negative mindset and understand what the doctors do. It the doctors do it for the reason they don't want to give you that 
hope that might never ever come or you know what I'm saying they, they always hold back and give they you the worst case they get you ready scenarios. for the worst case scenario yeah yeah but it's all sort of for me that sort of I fed into it if, if yeah, you know what I'm saying yeah yeah so um, yeah I was just watching her as she was growing up and obviously I was in a bad place at the time I'd run Gamblers Anonymous just the lot like I'd tried everything and it never ever worked um, so I had to do something about it you know so like watching her and she was doing like cartwheels and stuff like that I used that man like that that there is the spark, isn't it, to, to go and do something else. So, like, she was at school one day and uh, popped up on the TV, a disabled modelling agency. And, like, you know, when one of them things, like, you'd never never expect to see something and it's just sort of put in front of your face. And, you know, I, just, I, I, bought, I bought straight into it. Like, I, I, I seen that, like, and before I'd even contacted these people or done anything, <laughs> yeah. I said, yeah, man, she's, she's going to go and do all these things abroad. She's going to win awards. And I, I put it to her when she come back to us from school. I says, if you want to do it, I'll promise you all these things. and uh, It's like a little girl's dream as well, isn't it? So, yeah, man. And she was like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> she was only seven. And uh, yeah, man, three years, four years later, she, um, she'd done all them things I promised her. Whether I'm not a clairvoyant or nothing, or I don't yeah. see the future, but I believe if you if you really believe something and see it, then you can make you it can happen. Do it. Oh, yeah, but for, for real, like, and we, we, we stuck to everything we said, didn't we? So Yeah, you guys have absolutely smashed it. I just wanted to take it back to like the, the, the very beginning like when you just opened up about the doctors. Do you think uh, when that was going through your head and the reason I'm going back to this is because I'm expecting my first child so it just popped in now. So. Yeah, yeah. so I was just thinking when the doctors were speaking to you and you're saying that they were giving you a very negative outlook um, what was going through your head? Was it fear of that you wouldn't be able to cope with it or fear of because you know the world how she would it's fear of everything is it just it's that fear, it's, it's every every emotion you can face all put into one and because we're men mm-hmm. we don't talk about the emotions we, we keep them emotions inside now you try and try and fucking put a, a lid on a bottle of pop and shake that around for 30 seconds and fucking you know when you, you open that lid it's just going to go everywhere yeah, yeah. and that's that's what it was doing it was spilling out in, in different ways wasn't it it was Spilling out in negative ways, but mm. like, forget all that anyway. Like forget like the the suicide, the, the all the bad stuff. All of that was meant to happen anyway. Like for me to That's part to, of the for, journey. Uh, for me to understand it, yeah, mm. yeah. For me to get to to where we are now, and for her to have done all the things, I had to go through that to understand that this was something special and something amazing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so so I don't regret any of that, and I don't I don't believe that it was it was anything bad. I just think it was just part of the, the steps that I had it's to go part through. of growth. I think we spoke you know just before we started recording about growth and how you know part things that do happen to in your life like whether that's trauma whether that's good things like you you shouldn't i say this to everyone like if you have the same opinion that you had seven years ago then you've just wasted seven years of your life of course yeah i mean you you should be anything you do you should be learning and growing from so you should be changing and i think those things are important now obviously i mean you and Stuart have been uh been connecting um, pumping iron man pumping iron I need to thank you for that as well by the way do you know well, what I mean, you touch. put us in touch didn't you them words don't suit coming out of your mouth yet pumping iron wait till you see the finished product <laughs> I'll pump some iron so I mean Stuart I mean, t- tell us a bit about your journey because I know we've spoke, we've touched on it on our podcast a little bit yeah um but we've really wanted to dive into it with a bit more depth and someone with a bit more knowledge and understanding of probably, a, a, I don't want to say a bit more empathy, but like I said, a bit more understanding of what 
you're probably going through I mean, and has witnessed this. I mean, so I got spot in the bifter, so I have a quarter, um, spot in the bifter or a quarter, which is the most common kind of spot in the bifter. I think seven out of ten people don't even know they have it, can live their whole lives. Um, like the next two kind of have a little bit of problem, then there's me. Mm-hmm. Who's had? I mean, I've fifteen operations now, on just my foot. I think. Oh, my foot isn't there anymore. Um, and then through time operations, and then because of everything I went through, muscles, and I gained that um, chronic regional pain syndrome. It's where your nerves just die. They just die really slowly. And mine was mainly the lower left, lower part of my left leg. So for three years, I was like, "Do you, you chop my foot?" Off? Like, no, I'm not. No, you chop my fucking foot off. I'll kill myself. I tried to last December. When was my last attempt? Um, then, like three weeks later, they told me they to chop my foot off, and everything. Well, not everything changed. Half, half the things changed. Then, because that relief mm-hmm. was finally gone. Like shit. Three years been pushing for this motherfucker, and they're doing it. But then you, have, then I had to wait ten months. No, not ten months. Nine. What? August. Eight months should to be done. Yeah. And then the second I woke up. There was no pain, and that wasn't. That was partly because I was on shitloads of painkillers, and morphine and anaesthetic. But even when that wore off, there was no pain. Mm-hmm. And for the first time in over a decade, I was in no pain, or no uncomfortableness. I was like, there was levels of uncomfortable with being an amputee for the first Definitely, few weeks, yeah. but there was no pain, and instantly that fog of depression, which which I class as depression, it's just a big fog that clouds everything that's good in your life. Just mm-hmm. covers it. It's like a rainy day, but it lasts for fucking ever. And the fog was gone. And then the more I was weeding off painkillers, the fog was still gone. And then I got home, and the fog was still gone. And then I realised it's fucking gone. Shit. Like, <laughs> like it's just like I've got everything in front of me, the whole world. And you showed me pictures of Daisy before in the videos, and I said to her, then like that little girl has inspired a thirty-five-year-old bull man to do shit with his life and she doesn't even realise and she probably never really will because the kids, they just do what they got to do. Yeah. And I always did through like, all my medical stuff, the same as you, you go through mm-hmm. school, you just lived, you lived your life to your capabilities. Whereas now at 36, I'm pushing beyond them capabilities because I feel strength. So I'm not comfortable just, just kind of going to the gym and walking again. Mm-hmm. I'm, as I said, I'm walking fucking mountains. I'm doing a boxing fight next year. I'm going to do wheelchair rugby and fucking football on crutches and all the mm. stupid shit and more shit that I, could have, I couldn't have done before because of the pain in my leg. I couldn't have done it. I couldn't have walked fucking Snowden before. Nah. Whereas, whereas now... I do, know know what, do you know what it is? Yeah, be, I think you probably could have walked Snowden before, but like you just touched on then, that fuck, like the biggest thing that I realised from seeing you, from even, in fact, from you getting your dates... And when you told me you got your date, I seen it then. But then I also seen, I could see the, um, you know, the anticipation. And and because yeah, at first you were so excited. And then as it was getting closer, the, the, the nerves and the scared and the, you know, am I doing the right thing? I could see that and we talked about it. But after you had it done, honestly, I feel like you come back a different person. Just straight away. And even I was shocked at that because, and this is why... People have come up to me and said that you've inspired them, yourself, Stuart. And I'm like, yeah, do you know what? I get it because at the end of the day, from people seeing you three weeks ago, 
to them meeting you post up was like a completely different person. Yeah, it's. I say it's the old me. It weren't a new dude. The dude I am now was always trying to get out, but depression, social anxiety, pain, the joys of having Crohn's disease, and everything that fucking brings with it as well. Is I was always there. I was always here, mm-hmm. and 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 you seem to come out every now and then. Yeah, like definitely, definitely. But it was always I'd have to go back behind the fog for a bit and deal with fucking pain. Because up until the day of surgery, I was still in pain. So as much as I was relieved, I was happy. I still had to live in pain yeah, and go yeah. to work and be a dad and be a husband and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just I'd say I woke up from that surgery and I shared the picture yesterday of me, like, crazy morphine face, like, big bushy beard crazy eyes lazy eye because of the morphine and i said that that dude showed the mood i was in then and the mood i'm in now is that i woke up and i was like oh let's fucking go and that face because you can't hide stuff when you're on drugs morphine all every emotion comes out you can't hide it's not when you're drunk yeah yeah, yeah. and it was coming out in that picture i showed the crazy eyes the <laughs> bu- bushy being his tongue sticking out i don't remember taking that picture it wasn't a shitload of drugs but I look at it going, yeah, that dude is me now. I'm just more realistic at the moment. Obviously, mm-hmm. you wake up from surgery, you're like, fucking let's go, call us have it. But obviously, I'm still in hospital and I had to, I've got to, I've had to rein myself in. Oh, there's like managing expectations. Yeah. I, and think, you, I think you smashed your expectations though, like 10 not weeks. Not yet, 10, man. 10, yeah, but, but look, like you're saying, you're, you're downplaying where you've already achieved in 10 weeks. When, mm-hmm. 10 weeks ago, mm-hmm. Would you have been in the gym for... You've, I think you're in the gym more than me these days. I'm <laughs> he's in there more than me. Like, five days a week, man. The first, the first day I met him in the gym, I said, come down and, and have a session with me. I'll help you out and that. And, like, and he was all nervous about going in there. And like, now he's like he's rocking up there and he's, he's he's away before we even get there. So that's progress, man. Yeah, yeah. and I, 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 I see where I've come. And yeah, I'm proud of myself. I, I don't say that very often, never really have. But... I'm proud of myself, but I'm not gonna get like too big about it. You know what I mean? I've still got shit to do, and like I'm still mm-hmm. not walking yet. I walk once a week. Still got to ring the physio today. Fuck, keep forgetting. Um, keep forgetting. But yeah, so I walk once a week. I go swimming once a week and gym five days a week, mm-hmm. and I podcast once a week. And I think at the moment, for where I am, ten weeks out, that's a good place to be, man. Definitely, it's kind of manageable. Like yesterday, I napped after the gym like like nine hours. I think I was just done, but it's to be expected and I've learned to accept that like my wife's got two jobs and she trains to be a solicitor and she's tired for her reasons I'm tired for my reasons I've got one foot so I have to accept the fact that sometimes I'm going to be more tired than you you or anybody else mm-hmm. because I've got one foot and only an amputee will understand that and I still haven't met one yet like this is weird there's some rare <laughs> but like, I haven't met Days yet I've not I've met none of the Amcamp family and I wouldn't be here without the AmCamp family. It's it's that simple. I tell you every day at the gym. Like, I get a chance to chat to an amputee. It's not just a doctor telling me this or a physio telling me that. I get to ask another amputee how how they dealt with it. Okay, so first, what what's the AmCamp family, Alex? If you so obviously like off the back of like what me and Daisy done. It's funny really because we started, I was just talking about this. Like, I've, I've, there's a bit of a story as well with this one. So. For me, personally, what I've realised is whatever goal I set, no matter like, because a lot of these goals were unachievable goals for a lot of people around me, like they didn't really think I was going to be able to do these things. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. That, like I've always set like goals that like are ridiculous goals, but I keep seeming to hit the goals, um, <laughs> which is a bit crazy really. Like, And uh, that's what I found I keep doing. Like, So like I don't, 
I don't self-reflect. So I started speaking to a therapist, not because there's nothing wrong with me, just because I'm just interested <laughs> in learning. Do, oh, man, I'm interested in learning about myself, man. Like, and boy, what's what's driving me to do all these crazy things? Because it's I work full time. I manage all the days with muddling stuff full time. I do all this other stuff. It's like it's a lot, man. And what's driving me to do that? So it's like it's um, I think by pushing myself to keep driving to bigger extreme goals stops me self reflecting on some of the bad stuff in the past. Okay. So yeah, looking back on my past, it's yeah, some it's, it can be emotional. Looking back, I've got a lot of emotion attached to my past, so. So that's 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 a big thing for me like so that's what i got out of the, the counseling session is to self-reflect so i spent an hour yesterday self-reflecting on where i've been and what i've done okay. and to where i am so moving on then was obviously we we're talking about amp camp so off the back of what we've done um i met somebody called ben um who's an amputee as well now he's um he'd followed us actually from right from the start like and he'd, we'd never spoke but I'd always see his like name pop up on the thing like liking posts and stuff Yeah. and he'd gone through his own issues and I think he suffered with drug abuse and stuff like that like when he was suffering and stuff so what he started doing he started to make changes to his own life so part of that change was to, to help children amputees and adult amputees and like, he starts climbing mountains so then he starts contacting me he says listen do you want to climb some mountains like let's raise some awareness for amputees and so yeah, man, let's go. <laughs> let's keep going. So so we started climbing. We've climbed Snowdon a couple of times. We've done uh, the Peak Districts. Yeah, 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 man. So and... yeah, man. So that's been pretty cool. But what we've got coming up is in February, we've got um, something called Amp Camp Kids. Okay. So we're taking six children and the families, six children amputees and the families out to Tenerife for a week. It's at a private villa. Nice. place is wicked. Like It's, it's like a luxury villa. Um, we're going to give them day trips, support, so me and Daisy will be out there. We'll be talking, working with the parents, the kids, and it's getting them all together as well, man. The young kids and that who have never met other amputees and feel different. Like with Daisy, she's a pretty confident character. So I don't really have the the, the problem of, of trying to build her confidence because she is confident. She's confident anyway. Yeah, but these children, there's some of them who aren't confident. They're a yeah. bit like they're the only like some of them live in little villages and they feel like they stand out. So yeah, man, we're gonna bring them all together. The first one starts Feb. I think the second one is in April. We've got adult amputee camps going on at the minute out there. So we're going to fly out in four weeks, me and Daisy. We're going to go to an adult amputee camp out there. Nice. Do some radio work over there, ready for the kids one that starts in Feb. And uh, yeah, man, it's going pretty cool, man. Like, I, I never thought that where I started this was going to be to help amputees across the board. Well, like it was... Across, yeah, across the whole... Well, if it grows and grows across the world, really, you could... Well, could. yeah, so we've got some camps being set up now in America as well. So I think June... Is it, I think it's June time, isn't it, when we've got a couple of camps coming I up think, in America. Yeah, um, down in Orlando, yeah. So, yeah, and, and then the other shocking thing that happened the other day, like, because like, I, don't, I don't get paid for any of this, like, so yeah, 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 like, just, I do this because it's help, like, I try and do it in the gym, like, just, I ain't bothered, no, like, it yeah. doesn't bother me, like, I'm not, I'm not here to get paid, I'm here to, to enjoy what I do and give back to the people and help build them up, that's it. So, I had a phone call off Ben, um, was it last week, and he turned around to me and says, listen, I'm setting up a charity, um, I want you to run the charity and be the head of the charity. And so I was like, you know, when you get that phone call and you think you're about to be put on a subs bench, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's gonna, it's, get, it's getting too big. I'm just, oh, I need to put you on the on the bench for a bit because we ain't got enough room. But like, he asked me to run the charity, like, and I'm like, I've only known him for a year, and he could have asked his family member, he could have asked anyone really. And, That's uh, just the dedication. But you say, you say, he could have asked anyone. Could you think of anyone that would have been more suited to do it? Because I, I can't. 
Yeah, I probably could, like, because I don't, I don't look that, but that's what I mean. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't look at yourself just, like that. I've got limbs. To me, but, it's a, like, that's what shocks me, like, because I'm just, I'm not an amputee, like, it's... I, I think, say, because you're father, and, I, and I'm a dad, and I know you'd do anything for your kids. Literally fucking anything. Yeah. And that's exactly what you've done. You promised Daisy the world, you've given the world, so you, you've inspired someone like Ben. As I said, you've inspired me. You've inspired Ben. So why not make you the head of charity? Because you've been there from the start and you've been around amputation and around different amputees doing different things. So you understand where it needs to go. You understand exactly where it needs to go. Yeah, I already know where I need to go. That's why you're the perfect person. Education, man. We need to get into schools. We need to get into hospitals. We need to to educate. So this this is what I was just about to say. So for myself, mere mortal, two legs, um, two arms and you know and the thing is I do worry about this because I'm a diabetic and I've been a diabetic since four so if you know about amputees and things for me it's actually a big possibility that yeah, in the future could. that you know I could have one of my limbs amputated uh, feet especially I will go blind same so I think about it like even when you was going through it I was thinking oh, do you know what Like, I wonder how Stuart's going to adapt to this because realistically I could be looking at kind of like something that mm. I could be facing in the future. But how was, and yourself, uh, um, people, you know, I don't like to use the word able-bodied because yeah, you're not. You're not. See, this is what I'm trying to say. The terminology and the things that people use, like you said, when you're speaking to a doctor, it's very negatively enforced. Yeah. So how do we make sure that we're not negatively enforcing these things? Like, do we... Is it disabled? Is it amputee? Is it able body or is I think, it? I what think, do we? I, I think we create our own our own stuff, man. I think we yeah. create our own groups, man. Like we have done now, like the, like the, the amputees I've introduced mm-hmm. you to, man. Like minded people, we're mm-hmm. not negative. We're not talking about uh, the negative words around it. They're talking about action, man. We're talking about climbing what mountains. What we're doing? We're talking, yeah, yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's create your own stuff. Like the, the only way to change is you do a little bit, I do a little bit, you do a little bit, and then that becomes a collective a lot. So the only way we can change anything is, but it's not you're not going to change anything on your own, and neither I am I. But if we we come together, then we're going to change more, aren't we? And and that's we're, we're looking at the terms that are used, are years old terms like like that that the past. This is the future. I mean. Like I mean, we, we're talking like the, the next generation, isn't it? So I mean, in terms of me, I kind of want to retake that word disabled and spin it positively because it's not a negative. Well, I say the word disabled. It's not. Just because it's like the word spastic and all that stuff. The thing is, it's actually a medical term. Mm-hmm. It's not not someone just saying. Yeah. So in terms of disabled, like I want to take that back. I want to. I don't want to say it to people. There's nothing wrong with being disabled, and there's millions of different types of fucking disabilities, and we're all one. And in terms of amputees, we're one big family in your family, and it's not a bad thing to to be disabled or to be called mm-hmm. disabled. And me, I think another word I want to take back and go, nah, fuck you, this is a positive. I used, like, to, I I used to hate being called disabled. There's a kid I did as well, I didn't I used to hate it, it like, um, just for my medical condition. And I used to be like, I'm not disabled though, like, I can do anything, like, anyone else can do. I'm not disabled. Maybe that's just my own thinking of it, but that, I remember growing up now, doesn't bother me, but when I was growing up, I used to be like, I'm not disabled, like, I'm not disabled. You're in the forums when it says, have you got a disability? Yeah. Disabled? I'd be like, no. Even a medically, I had. Yeah, I'd yeah. be like, nah. Like, because I was thinking, well, I'm not really. How much different to them guys? Uh, 
Well, if you've seen some of the videos I've done, like if I, when I talk about disability, I say like it's it's with Daisy certainly like it's not disability; it's a special ability. ability so you yeah, just yeah. down to me to change the wording around. Like, it's, who's she going to learn off a book, or is she going to learn off what I'm telling her? So yes. you know what I'm saying? It's it's the people you have around you. If you create yourself an inspirational circle, I think she's very lucky though because she's had obviously you who've been a very positive and influential role model. And then you've got the fact that she's confident in her own abilities. Yeah, man, I'd love to take credit for Daisy, but <laughs> Daisy, 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 isn't she? Like, so I'd love to take some kind of credit. But to be honest, we just we, what works with me and Daisy is we, we are. You look like the best team. Yeah, though. yeah, like, exactly. What I was just about to say it's 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 a team because like even like we go to a modelling job, we could spend like six and a half hours in a car, like. It's a long time to stick a kid in a car. Like, I mean, she started this when she was seven. Like, and yeah. I'd stick any other kid next to me, and I'd be moaning me head off all the way. So, but it's like she's just like, yeah, man, she just slots into it good, man. We we you keep the vibe good. We have the music on. We keep it fun, and that's what it's about, man. It's about being a team. Like, and she knows whatever I'm gonna have her back and whatever she needs. Yeah, me to of do. course. It's like whatever. the big thing with me. If I say I'm gonna do something, regardless of what happens and the sacrifice I've got to make, I'm gonna do it. Like it just. That's just something probably that's built in me for whatever reason, but yeah, yeah. I've, I've managed to do it so far. I'll just keep going and doing it. Do, do you think there's like, in in terms of, you know, because you, yourself, like you are not an amputee. So were there any kind of considerations or precautions that you found that like, how did you learn? Like, where did you learn this from? Or was it just a case of on the job? Did you have anyone you could go to and speak to? Nah, on the job, man. This is, you had to deal with it this myself. Is why there's I'm there's no, there's, well, well, yeah, this is it. This is because even stuff like basic stuff like changing the bandages at home that you're meant to have home help coming out never turned up. They never used to come. There's just no one turning up. So you just have to learn how to do the bandages. The bandages would come off. And it's just literally learning yourself. And then obviously going through that dark patch as well mm. and learning. Like she used to sleep in a bed and stuff like that. And then she had her operations. And the only place you would sleep is on the floor in the in the living room. Like So it was just, yeah. And that went on for a long time. And yeah, man. It, like I say, it's just like a bit. You look back now, you just sort of coasted through what was going on. But like now you look back at it and dissect it a little bit. It's quite deep, man, really. But, um, it's very deep. Yeah. That's kind of what yeah. I've been saying over the past. The past is good for one thing, it's to learn from. Mm-hmm. It's not good for no else. Wallowing, thinking about too much. All you can do is, for you, you've learned from your past and you look back now, you go, oh, I did all this shit. I didn't have no one really helping me in terms of other amputees or charities coming to offer me advice. And that's why I said you're the perfect man to front the charity because you've been the parent of of an amputee child. So when parents come to the camp in February, what you're going to say is exactly maybe what they need to hear to help them along. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Daisy and Extra as your little team and she's there helping the kids. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, that's why it's, yeah, that's and as a growing man, we, we kind of, we, we kind of connect on a level that, well, you're walking mountains, I'm going to walk mountains, and Ben's going to walk mountains, and Bailey's going to walk mountains, and we're going to do the boxing, I'm going to do this. So you're the per person because you've had, you learn on the job and that was about four or five years ago now, so, and look where Daisy is now, and look where you are now. You're the perfect person, because you've learned on the job. And so, and, and, and so is your daughter. So Daisy, she has to learn as she goes along as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's still gonna learn as she grows older, because obviously she's still gonna grow. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm not gonna grow, so when I have my, my leg, 
if my leg was Daisy's gonna have to go back she adjust, yeah, she for to more fittings and, and, yeah, exactly. and I think especially with the kids camp when the parents come and they've never experienced that kind of generosity because it's all free of charge these oh, families yeah, don't pay a penny costs us £13,000 a camp which we raise doing the mountain climbs and stuff like that so wow I think yeah. you're you'll find your your little your your place when the parents come out and they need like a little bit of advice. So while the kids are all doing the yoga, having fun, that's time for the parents to sit down and that's when you could tell them how yeah. how things well, I, think, I think I think people like, to look at me like you wouldn't think I'd work with amputees or like a, a charity or charities. Or like <laughs> when I start telling people what I do. It's like, it's, it's it's like, like I'm, Ad, I think, I'm like, Alex from the Eastern Bloc. Yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's like, but that's the whole point, isn't it? Really, because like we, what I've done with Daisy, like it doesn't matter what whether Daisy's got metal legs on or, or whatever else, yeah. it doesn't matter what she looks like. And that's the whole point. Get get past that point. Past of, that, yeah, man. Find out about the person. Yeah. Something, deep, something that I think I had as a kid. I don't know if you felt the same because say I had my Crohn's and my spinal bifida, so I was different to everyone else. Mm-hmm. I just was tie my tubes up my nose cast on my feet and in senior school you learn a lot about yourself mm-hmm. when you've got like like, like a certain disability and Daisy will go through this and you we spoke about her in school and I understand where she's coming from not to be like everyone else but well, I that's think, a good thing yeah it's mm-hmm. an amazing thing and like, it that's took me a long time and da- oh, Daisy is so much more confident than what I ever was at 11 I was I had depression but didn't really know what the fuck it was I just thought I was different to everyone else and just kind of get on with it. Whereas, and she won't go through that because it's a natural thing. When you're surrounded by everyone with legs and you haven't got legs, you automatically think, oh, I'm not like everyone else. But with Daisy and what you've helped set up and with the help of AMCAMP and everybody, it kind of, it's like, it, it, it don't matter. No, of course And not. I didn't have that as a kid. I don't know how you felt in school. I, I, I felt, I always felt like I had to hide my disabilities as much as I could, and they are hidden, or well, they were. You can see this one now, but I, I used did have tubes up my nose, and yeah, and I just kind of, I just kind of masked it. I did that, I did that do thing, like I fitted in with everyone, like I, I just did what other people did, but I did yeah. it to my own abilities. I never pushed myself, yeah, of course, because I was always worried about if my disabilities are gonna bring me back. And after seeing your daughter, and especially seeing you in school as well, man, like you just positive individuals pushing forward i think you've got to i just feel like we live in a world where everyone's trying to be the same as everyone else yeah and that's what kind of gets you in the mind states of depression and anxiety and things like whereas <clears throat> i think as men as well like you touched on earlier i feel like we do try and fit into the same mold it's kind of really a strange thing because the best thing about you is your differences. Yeah, of course. Like, really, if we're all the same, then just... Yeah, exactly. So it is. And I, I, I do think you learn that later on in life. I think unless you've been through certain things that we've been through, um, that's when you learn that. Because you then have to learn to, to deal and live with those experiences... Mm-hmm. which most people never have this is the other thing like there are a lot of people that do go through go through things you have but on the majority most people don't so they won't understand so you need to really learn and garner some like inner strength and it's when you get that inner strength you start to think you know what 
fuck these people, man. I don't even need to be like them. I just need to know my own mind. If I know my own mind, I know my strengths and I know my weaknesses, then I can progress. That's do what that's, I do. that's exactly me, man. That's what I mean. Like, you know, you got a racehorse with like the blinkers on. Like, I'm not looking at like left and right what everyone else nah, is doing. Like, I've got my own doing... stuff, man. I've got like I've got my own goals, man. My own things I want to do, mm-hmm. and and it all revolves around amputees. Like, it's like that's what I want to do, man. I want to. I'm gonna keep pushing it, and it's also a test of myself. Like I'm, I look at this as like a test, man. Let's see how far I can go, man. If I put, if I put 100 yeah. percent of myself into something, look how far it's gone Let's so far. See. Let's keep putting 100 percent in in the future. And because a lot of people will stop through fear. That's the other thing as well. Like fear is a big limitation on what you know, whether you're an amputee or whether you're just a normal mm. person. A lot of people don't try because they're scared to fail. I said that to you, didn't I? I said that earlier today, wasn't it? Like the fear of doing something is actually it's worse than doing something what, because yeah. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was 30. It took me 30, almost 36 years. I never felt like that. Up until the moment I woke up from that surgery, I woke up and as I said, the fog was, I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I'm different. And it's fucking awesome. You know what I'm saying? I'm fucking wiggling my stump around and nurses all going, what are you doing? I'm like, mm-hmm. fucking wave my stump around. And, and I have no limitations anymore in my life. Nothing can stop me doing what I want to do. The thing I've learned as learned is, and I think it's really important, and it just took me thirty six years to get it, is that I know my limitations for that day. So I know my goals. Mm-hmm. I walk in mountains, avoid of amputees, boxing matches. It's in the future. Like right now, I'm not capable of that stuff, so I don't think about that stuff. I know it's there. Yeah. Just focus yeah. on today, and every day I wake up. Yes, I'm a bit sore. I'm feeling confident, and every day I go to the gym and by myself, feel confident. Alex taught me techniques, my form. I know what to do now. And every day I give my 100%. Never forgetting what I'm going towards, but knowing that I'm a better person because I'm different. Mm-hmm. And I look, and it, 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 you don't see many amputees rolling about in a wheelchair with a stump out. It's not, like, especially in Bromsgrove, like, there aren't many. We well, don't really see any amputees. Like, I, I said this to you the other day, like, when you was like, yeah, but there's no real amputees in Bromsgrove. I said, sure, I live in the city and I said I honestly can't say to you that I see an amputee every day like it's not nah. common for people to see nah. amputees so, and, and it makes me special and what Daisy did for me is what I want to do for children and adults from today onwards mm-hmm. and by walking mountains and by doing boxing so Bailey says you don't see many amputee boxing matches if exactly because insurance would be insane for a lot of people but (laughs) if if we manage to sort it out it's it's little things in life like being amputee like yeah you can't just have a boxing match Mm. but the difference is just plan instead and as far as an amputee you got to plan it's like walking on crutches in the rain you got to plan where the leaves are where the puddles are Mm. it just makes you focus more being an amputee I don't know if Days or anyone else anyone else in the group says that it's like being a vegan being a vegan <laughs> people can eat what they want to eat man. The meals. people can eat what they want to eat just don't tell me what to eat but it kind of yeah being an amputee it's something obviously you won't understand because you're not an amputee the same as you yeah. you have to plan shit you plan walking down the stairs like where to put your foot some things we take for granted isn't it what kind of sock you're wearing because if the sock's slippy on carpet and you're hopping downstairs and I shouldn't my physios don't listen to this at all I shouldn't have hopped downstairs but it's little things and the puddles and the, the leaves and my wheelchair like where am I leaving my wheelchair in the gym because I, I don't want to be blocking people's way I want to be considerate 
So I'm still a member of the public, but I'm aware that sometimes things might take me a bit longer or might get in your way so I'm a bit slower. But I think for me and other amputees, and I want to push forward is when you sit down and you, and you wake up each morning and go, right, cool. It makes your day better and it builds your confidence up. The more I walk in the rain on my crutches, I've never been complacent because you can't. It's, I can't be complacent anymore because yeah. I don't have that leg to fall over onto. It's made me a better person. It's, it's made me more fucking, a more focused on what, on the dad I want to be and the husband I want to be and the friend I want to be. Mm-hmm. And I'm never, I don't really call myself an amputee. That's why I call myself a fucking one-footed dude. It's because that's my spin on it. I am, the. this is the journey of the fucking one-footed dude. And I want to do some stupid random shit. And I might push myself too far at some points, but you're never going to know until I walk to the top of these mountains. This is what I was going to say. One of the hard things for me, um, not hard things for me, I shouldn't say that because that just sounds like it's a bad move. But it's when I was speaking to you after your thing, like me trying to understand and trying to be like, you know, just a good friend. Is trying to, how do you, how do you, or should you manage people's expectations? Because I was like, still kind of bouncing off the walls, like, yeah, I'm so happy, like, boom. And in the back of my head, and this is probably a negative on my part, I'm thinking like, oh, mate, like, not saying I was waiting for you to crash, but I was expecting a crash, which hasn't come. Yeah, so, uh, well, it may have done at home or I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like, like, I'm saying that shit like, private. Yeah, yeah. So I'm expecting, like again so yeah you keep it mm. private but I was expecting it and I, I wanted to like pull you up and be like listen it's okay to like be scared or unsure but you seem so sure I just didn't say anything I was just like yeah 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 alright if you're sure even, about what you're then I'm backing you I wasn't even scared about the op the day of the surgery I say like, there, there's no visitors so you just kind of sit there waiting to go to surgery and you just sit there I have my audio book on. But I mean, I mean, even after the operation. I've, I've always been calm. It's like, I'm aware of my reality. Mm-hmm. And I'm aware of how difficult certain things are going to be for me in the rest of my life. But I don't know them, so I don't think about it. I think about it today is Wednesday. I drop Archie at school, go to gym with Alex. I come down here, I'll go home. I'll have a zoo, have a shower, maybe a bath, have a nap. And I've done my Wednesday, and I've progressed to. So it's just taking like, it. Like, it's, I think it's taking a step and back. And if you, if you, every every journey, your journey, my journey, you you have a bad day. Yeah. Everyone's gonna have a bad day. And that's. Exactly. I mean, people could look at my stuff and think, oh, he never has a bad day." But of course, I have a bad day, like because that's not reality, is it? Like you have a bad day, but it's about it. well, it's about managing your bad days, isn't it? So mm-hmm. I managed that. If I have a bad day today. Tomorrow ain't gonna be a bad day because I'll do something about it. I'll get off and I'll go and train or I'll go and do mm-hmm. something. I'll make sure it's not a bad day because if you let that become a bad day, then the next one we've got it spirals, man. And then you just gotta st- st- mm. take a step back a little bit. Everyone okay. has a bad day. You're gonna have bad days, but just because you're an amputee doesn't mean your bad, your bad days, days are gonna. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 my bad days are the same as your bad days, but yeah. you just ain't got a leg. That's it. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's it, isn't it? Like, and my day is only a bad day because I'm tired. I can't be asked to wheel myself around my fucking house or get up on my crutches. I'm 13 stone. It's not easy wheeling around or jumping around on crutches. Yeah. Like, that's why my arms are getting bigger. My chest is getting bigger. Like, oh, it's steady. Oh, I'm a beast, man. <laughs> He's Jason Statham. Then the camera no one can see that. Um, <laughs> but no, I so said the bad days for me are just, just being tired. And then, mm-hmm. 
And for a few hours of days, I've gone, what the fuck am I just tired for? And once, I've only said once, and it was a split second one, I looked at my leg and go, what the fuck have I done? Mm-hmm. Because when you really strip it all, and, that, and that, someone who's, a, who's an amputee who has elective surgery, strip it all back, everything back, ignore the fact why they haven't done, just focus on the fact they haven't their fucking leg chopped off or their arm, mm-hmm. their hand, whatever. I had, my, I had a body limb chopped off. That's the basics of it. And then you go into the next bit, was for pain, and the next bit, and then like and when you strip it back and then rebuild it, you see exactly why you did what you did, and How? For, and it was just to say the pain's gone, so I know I made the right decision, regardless of what lies in front of me. Or mm-hmm. say it might take a year for me to actually get a leg fitted. I'm under yeah. no illusions that I'll get a leg fitted come Christmas time when I'm fucking up in away. This shit could take years. If it's a hot day and your leg swells up, you're not wearing a leg. Just little things. Like I could plan to walk a mountain, wake up, my legs swollen up, I can't walk a mountain no more. So I, I think about the future and I really think about what I've done to myself. And it's worth it. Because mm-hmm. I might be, like, I mean, but like, I'm in a bit of pain. I've had no painkillers today. I've not had a spliff today. And I've been in the gym, walk around the crutches. So I am a bit in pain, but I know why I'm in pain. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I, and it's not as bad as the pain you really Exactly. Nothing. Nothing will touch that pain in terms of, you could punch me in the face, it doesn't fucking matter. You could beat me up, it wouldn't fucking matter. It wouldn't touch what I was going through 24 hours a day, seven days a week for over a decade. So, it's just kind of, it's, it is difficult and I, I do have quiet moments and then I sit there in these moments and I feel it. I'm allowed to feel upset or angry. Well, not, I don't know, I'm going to be angry, but like, I'm allowed to feel upset and a bit tired. So I sit there and I do cry in my garden. I have a little smoke and crying. And it's done then. And I understand why I'm crying because I'm fucking knackered. And I know I've got to get my chair back in the house. And I can't be arsed. Yeah. <laughs> Just little things like that. I can't be arsed to wheel myself. And I have to enjoy the smoking weed and being disabled. You smoke weed, you get all lazy. I've got to wheel myself back in the house now. There are times I've just slept in the garden in my chair, just like. But I understand why. And whereas when I was a kid, I didn't get it. I didn't understand why I had spina bifida, why I had Crohn's, why everyone else wasn't like me. That's it's the why, isn't it? And why me? Whereas, say, at 36, I woke up and went, oh, okay. Now I fucking see. And I'm looking back at the past, I'm learning from it. I'm not, I don't regret. I always used to regret shit I did. Mm-hmm. To pilfer people, shit myself, shit I didn't do. There's no point. I can learn from my mistakes. And as I said, the only thing that the past is good for is to learn from. And I think that's right for everybody, regardless of disability or not. Mm-hmm. If you look back on your past and you can't learn, something's wrong. No, I agree. Because like it's like, it's, you know, it's like school, you fucking learn from history books. Shit's in the past. Let me ask you a question, sure. uh, Andrew Oates. How important has your family been? Because we've talked a lot about our own personal mental strength and you know coming to terms with it yourself but obviously like you just said you're a husband you know you're a uh, a father so how important because this doesn't just happen to you like this happened mm. to daisy but realistically this had an impact on you've got another daughter yeah yeah exactly so it's an impact on the whole family so how important is it for you, Alex, from one perspective, to make sure that, you know, all your kids and support network are getting the same kind of, 
because it's hard to split yourself, isn't it? Like you said, you're working full time. Yeah, you're it's, doing... it's finding the hours, isn't it? Like I'm doing that and everything else. And... So it's hard enough when you've got like four kids, just normal, like mm. not normal, that's what I'm but it's hard when you've got four kids in, in general, in yeah. general, general households. So when you know you're putting that extra dedication, and for your partner, like you say, she's looking after two boys and then supporting you. So from contrasting views, how important is it, like the family aspect of this? I think with the, the that, that sort of things, I think you look at look at that. Daisy don't get treated different. Like Daisy don't get treated like she's the, she's a superstar. Yeah, yeah. Which is like, like, you know what I'm saying? It's like you got you got to have balance in your life as well, haven't you? You can go off and do amazing things, but you also she's still getting grounded. And... Oh yeah, well, she, when, <laughs> yeah. Like, when she fell over when she was younger, she oh, come on back up like the others. Like you're not you're not picked up because you've got no legs. You get yourself yeah, back yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. You treat, they're the same. They're the kids. That's it. But if you see, you can't. Yeah, you got you got to have some separation between the going out and doing like New York Fashion Week and then coming home coming and going to, going, to, going to school up the road. Like, it's, it's it's different. You can't live that life every day, like, can you? Yes, so you've got yes. you got to be able to keep that balance and groundedness as well. Like, she's... Like she, like if you ask her friends at school, I bet half of them don't even know what she does. Because you don't tell them. She don't. No, no, no. I've had, I've had loads of times of friends come around, like, and I say, oh, she's been out to New York, she's done this on the TV. And they look at her and say, oh, Daisy, why didn't you tell me? It's like, what, what are you not telling them for? <laughs> but she's not big-headed, like, so... Again, yeah. it's it's keeping that balance and, and groundedness, isn't it? But it's you can't you can't walk around and say, "Oh, I'm this, I'm that," can you? And no. it's about like what 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 she's about is um, what we've done. Is it's more what one big confidence building exercise. That's why I look at it. Like mm-hmm. I mean, you've probably seen the videos of us singing in the car and having Love fun. Them videos, yeah, but it's yeah, all yeah. it's all confidence building. That like it's it's just a tool, isn't it? It's like you just cut more confidence added to to another bow, and it's yeah, you just keep building on confidence, don't you? Yeah. I 100% agree with that. So being on the other side, being the amputee, and you said the groundedness, exactly. Fucking Nick. I didn't train her differently. Like, yes, you'll bring me a drink upstairs because it's really hard to get a drink upstairs when you're in your yeah. arse and you're carrying your crutches. I just will do certain things to me. But I'm still a dickhead husband <laughs> who needs to do the fucking washing and fold <laughs> your clothes up. Thing is, though, she doesn't still expect... Still the wet towels yeah. on the bed. No, I'm never, never that dude. That's just disrespectful. Never, ever do that. But I'm just, it's like, the only thing that's changed is that, that I've got one foot. That's, that's literally it. And my mum and dad were a bit more cautious. They're older. They, when I say I'm going to do boxing, they're like, what the fuck do you mean you're going to do boxing? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like well, Andrew Bailey says it. You can't prove what's possible until you do it. And I fucking love that quote. I love it because it's, it's, it's right for everybody in life, regardless of disability or not. You can't prove what's possible until you do it. And as far as I'm aware, we're aware, not many amputees have done a boxing match. No, so and I, and I went to mum and dad, I'm not being stupid, I'm going to go, yeah, it's a fucking full five minute round, three rounds of fucking, I don't know, some mixed martial arts. Like, we ain't doing that. We're, we are realistic. With boxing, you don't need your, you obviously need your feet, but stand up. You're yeah. not wrestling. And the, they kind of ding me down a little bit and they make me go, okay, let's actually think about this. And I go, nah, fuck, I'm excited about it. Because I am. And all, all these mountain, all these things I plan to do, but I couldn't, I couldn't survive at the groundness. I don't want to be treated different. I don't. I find it cornpool when you say that people say you inspire. I'm like, yeah. Like, hey, we're brave. I ain't fucking brave. I chose some more fucking foot chops off. It was that or I kill myself. It's two options. I weren't brave. I had two options left in my life. Mm-hmm. And I chose probably the easier one to answer. 
Oh my god, life, yeah, I probably should use this one. So I've been depressed for a long time and I've tried taking my life. And I just kept, if they had not trouble my foot off, I'd have kept going in them cycles. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I would have killed myself eventually. It would have happened. I'm pretty sure of that. So I chose the easy one, I had my foot chopped off. I've just got to learn to walk again. I've already done that maybe three or four times in my life through serious surgery. So fuck it. And walking's easy. I don't mean big headed, but, but when I go to physio and I'm walking, like fucking yeah, fucking feeling good about myself. You need that groundedness. You need to go home and go, right, fuck what she's doing, right, cool. Because I'm not special. Mm-hmm. And I hate the words, I hate that word when he's talked about people with fucking disabilities. I hate it. Not special. It pisses me off because it, it's separating us. And yes, we are, just the facts are, we are different. Yes. I'm different from you because you've got diabetes. Ignore mm-hmm. my foot. Ignore that completely. I'm different. You got, I don't have we're diabetes. Different, yeah, we're all different. You know what I mean? And I well, hate the word yeah, special yeah, yeah. because it's not, we're just, we're just dudes or ladies. We're just doing our thing. Well, it's something I need there. Like, so I got asked a question on this morning um, about inclusion. Like, so with Daisy doing the modelling and stuff, like, there's, there's like talk about, oh yeah, it's great to be included. And like, so I, I sort of stopped the conversation. I says, like, it's it's not about inclusion. I don't like the word inclusion. Like, it's doing it our own way, man. Like, do, we're not we're not we want to be included in some kind of group, man. Forget that. Like, you come and join our party if you want to yeah, come and join it. Yeah. But it's like. It's not about being included in something or you have a right to be included. It's about doing your own thing and, and living your own life, isn't it, man? Like, and there's certain things in life we've mentioned on the podcast with Stace Fraser. I was on about the Greggs and the drinks machine. In yes. The and it's like, yes, it... When you're in a wheelchair, you don't want to ask for that. Like, if you have to ask for help off a stranger or member of staff, then you have to. Certain things in life, and I'm one of the disabled people that realise not all things can be changed. So, sex in the studio. I ain't getting my chair in the studio. I'm not going to make you get fucking rampant, demand you get handrails. Because some, thing, <laughs> some things are what they are. <laughs> they are what they are. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Where, what my mission is, is where shit can be changed. Should be changed. Should be changed. In terms of a supermarket and me not being able to reach the top shelf, it is what it is. There's loads of old buildings that I probably couldn't get upstairs in. Mm-hmm. But well, we, were, we were talking about this we were mm. on the podcast and we were saying like play, not playing devil's advocate but we were kind of saying like there gets to a point where you know like with some of the suggestions you made some of them things when you think logistically they're not feasible but then on the flip side of that you also need to learn that you shouldn't be ashamed to ask for help mm. like I shouldn't if I this is one of again men's Problem. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, you don't want to ask for help. Like, I don't want to ask for help, but if I need it, I shouldn't be ashamed to mm. ask for it either. I'm, I'm not ashamed. It's just this, as I said, where things can be done, they should be done. Definitely. Like, in supermarkets, you can't make all the aisles fucking tiny. You, you, you can't. I'm not, and I don't know any disabled person who ever says that, but things like, 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 like impurity in the drinks machine. Six foot machine screens at the top. What happens if a dwarf goes to the gym? They're not going to be in a wheelchair. Yeah, yeah, what yeah, if yeah. a dwarf goes to the gym? You know what I'm saying? They can't. Yeah, little things like just that can little, be changed. But yeah. where is the. And I mentioned the curbs. I'll just make, email the council. There's a curb on this road. It's a bit. Cool, cool it's a bit. It's, a bit it, it's just broken. It just needs refixed. That's all. Mm-hmm. And because it's on the side street, they forget. I'm not having a go for that. But where. Where I. And the things I'm saying. 
are things that can make a difference for people like me today, tomorrow, and for the rest of the future. Mm-hmm. That's my aim. It's just to make it's a bit like Alex. I don't care if I'm cash. I'll get a part-time job just to work, earn some money. In the rest of the time, I'm doing positive uh, things for the community, for people like me. And we don't want to... Like, unfortunately, I do look different. And once I have my leg and I've got trails leg on, I'll probably still walk a bit differently. But people won't notice. People won't notice. And I don't want people noticing. And people say hello. And or, It's strange how more people say hello to you if you're in a wheelchair. <laughs> Rolling down Bombs Grove High Street. <laughs> like, I'm sick of that. Like, I've got headphones on. They can see I've got big headphones on. Like I used to do when I was walking. It's wheeling down the road. I just see people waving at me. I'm like, I just want to go to the bank. I said this to you though, didn't I? Mm. I said about like people people looking at you. Like, that is something that you're going to have to deal with. But it's down mm-hmm. to you how you want to deal with it. Now, are people looking at you because they think, ah, oh, poor poor Stuart, this, that, the other. Or they're looking at him thinking, oh, look at him, man. He's, he's doing all right for himself. He's, he's, he's in the gym. He's smashing it in the gym. It's, it's down to your perceptions how why people are looking at you. Yes. And if you maybe don't understand why people are looking at you, ask them, speak to them. Say, say what's, your, what's your view on what you're looking at, man? Like with Daisy, the way I've created it for her is people don't look at Daisy and go, oh, poor Daisy. Or very few people would say, poor Daisy. Nah, like just a lot of people, it. Exactly. Yeah, a lot, yeah, yeah, a lot, yeah. I'm like, majority response and the majority of feedback we get when we're out and about is, Wow, look at Daisy! Like wow, so it's it's down to you to create the, how you want to be looked I mean, at. Yes. She's going to be looked at regardless. Yeah, that, yeah, it, yeah. It, that's a given. Like someone's going to look at her. I mean, I think I think the negativity has come from children, but they don't understand the negativity. So they go, "I saw some kids in the playground." Well, that's not negativity, then, is it? Like with kids, kids are just very honest. Oh, no, 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 I don't think they have they agendas, do oh, they? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I said. Like, like the question comes out. Like to us as adults, the questions they're saying or asking are negative but to them it's that they're just inquiring they're yeah, intrigued yeah, so it's not negativity coming from but from an adult's point of view like some little kids in the playground they're chatting to me like so I might have a robot like for Christmas hopefully Santa will bring me when he goes it's not very good is it and just shook his head put his hand on his hips went <laughs> see you later and walked off I was like what but that's kids because to him like yes kids know how to be negative but in terms of seeing me, it's not like in the playground. I stay a moment, laugh. <gasps> John, look at that man's leg. <laughs> just really out loud and off with laughing. Yeah, but which is why we want to get into schools and educate, yes. man. And, and that's, show these young kids, man. That's that, what, like, put put up on the screen, one-legged dudes climbing mountains. Yeah, they ain't seen that. Like that, then educate. Oh, they're not they're not poor people. Like they're, they're people who can go out there and do more than I can. Like so, it is. And I, I think my kids will help with that. But Archie's ha- six and Ada's what three on Monday. And uh, how are Amp Camp like doing this? I know you're doing the the um training, not the training camp. It sounds like camp. Yeah, the amputee camps. In, the in camps. Yeah. yeah. So, but what what are we doing or what can we do? What what's um the next steps over here for getting into schools and. Well, it's just being signed over as a charity now. So once that paperwork goes through, then we can start claiming for funding for like national yes. lottery funding, children in need funding. So then the idea, rather than the Tenerife camps, go, well, we'd have the Tenerife camps going out in Tenerife, but obviously you can't use that funding out in Tenerife. So we put the camps on over in this country. So you can find somewhere like in Wales, like, a, you know, the adventure weekends and that you can do mm-hmm. abseiling, rock climbing, mm-hmm. all them kind of things. Put them on for a week over here in the summer holidays and stuff like that and put them, run them through this. Um, and then... Stuff like schools and that, we can just go approach schools, man, and say, listen, let's let's come in, have, have a little talk, show you some videos, pictures, talk to amputees. You know, that's it. it all starts from us, doesn't it? You got you got to educate them. 
from what they haven't seen before. And if you don't show them, they're never going to know it's possible. Like the, 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 the lad who climbed the mountain the other week for us, Paul. So oh, he, he done a fundraiser for us. I've now, seen it. Was he on the news? Yeah, I think I've seen yeah, him yeah, I yeah. think you told me about it pre and then I think the next day. I've seen him on the news. <coughs> well, this well, this right? guy, man, he's, uh, I met him. met him back in the summer. Now, very quiet, quiet bloke. Like you'd speak to him and you'd think, oh man, he's, he's, he's a really nice bloke, man. He's, he's got, he ain't got a lot of confidence, but he's a real mm. nice bloke. Next thing you know, he's crawling up Snowdon on his hand and knees, hands and knees to the top. Now that is ridiculous, like to, to walk that's, Snowdon. Nah, that's, yeah, I've done it. Before, like, <clears> to walk Snowdon and then to, to crawl it on his hands and knees. And I think he raised about £27,000. What? That's and good. he was all around the world on the news and everything. And now he's part of Amp Camp, like, and I've seen him, I've, I've done Snowdon with him a couple of times and, like I'm expecting him to cartwheel up Snowdon next or something like you What's know. He's he <laughs> no, calling a marathon around his area. Oh yeah, that's the next thing. He's, I think next week or something he's planning on crawling a marathon. So uh, yeah, that, and he only had like a black and decker gloves on and knee pads. I see, that's yeah, nice. man, like it's, it's not no professional stuff. Yeah, that he just had his gloves on. Is, like, like, but look at the determination. Well, that's that there yeah. is that is just all mind, isn't it? Like, how long did it take him to do? Well, I think he, he started about seven seven o'clock in the morning. He got to the halfway calf. Well, I was at work about, so it was about 12 o'clock he got to the halfway cap and, uh, and then when he got to the top, I think it was about 9 o'clock. I night. think he did it in 12, 12 hours. They didn't do come to the top, scared of the dark. Oh yeah, he was scared of the dark, so, of he, so he camped at the top. <laughs> and then walked back down the next day. The month earlier he'd walked Ben Nevis on, on his prosthetics and then a month after he crawled, he walked back up snow and dressed a fucking banana. And he was a similar story to you to be fair because he, had, uh, he chose to have his legs amputated. It's a strange place to be. I can't. You can never explain it to anybody. When it comes down to it, you're going into surgery and they're double checking me. Be like, "Are you sure?" I'm like, yeah, my son is fucking paperwork. Come on. Mm-hmm. It's a strange place. It's, never felt as confident in my life <clears throat> about anything. It's a very strange thing to say about chopping a limb off. Any, like, I was good. Like, yeah, I walked yeah. down to surgery. Demanded a walk down surgery, Cause, and that was the last time I walked, like on my own two feet, and that will be the last time I ever walk my own two feet. But I had my song on, I had Juggernaut on. Yeah. Just walking down to Surge in my gown. Yeah. Just like, yes, yeah, sweet, let's fucking get this done, man. Let's, I was just eager. Like, I was just, it's a strange place to be in. But strangely happy. It's not as sad as people would like to think. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, uh, so, how can people get in contact with you guys? I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of people out there who probably don't know. The, the roots into you know um, asking for help or you know if yeah got, yeah if well, they are an amputee feeling quite well that's it. it's mad because like, you put you put me in tough, touch with Stuart didn't you and this is happening more and more to me like I say like <laughs> I, I never I never set off to do what I'm doing today and just like more amputees get thrown away like I was on the phone that's like I'm like, <laughs> I just like adopted a load of amputees along the way, haven't I? Like, so it's, yeah, it is a bit crazy in that effect. Like, so yesterday, like, I had a phone call. Well, no, I phoned somebody else who um, I've done a walk with, and the um, six months ago, he had his arm ripped off by a machine at work. Oh. So I gave him a call yesterday. Make sure he's all right. He's, um, I think he's struggling on oxys. Is it? I don't, I don't take medication. So is it the oxys they take? Is it for pain medication or something? Oh, oxymorphine. Yeah. So that's that must be what he was talking about. So I think he's struggling it's, a little it, bit it's with powerful, that. Powerful man. Yeah. But yeah. That's what he was saying. So so I'm making sure he's not going down that route of over medicating and stuff. Yeah. yeah the so. best advice to give, like like, has he got a partner in the house? Like I think so. I think she. I think she has. Because my missus keep, keep the tablets. My missus hide. It seems I'm addicted to morphine. I openly admit that. I fucking mm. love that stuff. It takes you to the place. Like see what people take heroin. It takes you away. 
it mm-hmm. blocks off reality and you just go to this alternative place where pain doesn't exist or anything like that but no oxymorphine can be dangerous it's uh yeah my wife still has got hide my tablets she's me two tablets out a day that's it and if I want any more I've got to wait till she gets home no man that's a good thing oh, maybe, maybe, that's, maybe that's a goal for oh, you to think about in the future no it's an amazing it's just an amazing thing but I'm, it's, I always say that like, no I mean maybe maybe it's a goal for you to think about not using that as a crutch so maybe it's not now, obviously, mm. but there's going to be a place in the future where you need to start thinking about, okay, so although you love it, yeah, you're actually kind of putting a burden on your wife oh, man, well, would, to yeah. hide it. So you need to start then thinking, actually, I'm doing all this positive stuff. So, yeah. So for you to be saying, I love it and it's great, for you it's great and you love it, mm. but you have to think about that bigger picture yeah oh yeah. and I have and I have and since even in the hospital I behaved myself I, I did I didn't take it unless I needed it and then I took the nerve block out after like three days that went into my sciatica in my back and down and it just numbed my leg mm-hmm. and they took that out and I was like right I'm going to go as long as I can go now kind of like in the gym you're pushing me to go as long as I can I went 10 hours that was three days after surgery I went 10 hours without any pain relief which I thought was fucking amazing. And I only took some because I banged my leg on my wheelchair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I thought that was good. And there have been days where I've had a bit more of the oral morph, so like the liquid morphine, which I've run out of now. And I'm not going to reorder any because I don't need it. I don't need that in my house. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's a nice to have, but I don't need it in my house. I've got, That part's left me now. For this surgery, it's gone. I don't need strong painkillers anymore. And now I'm on the tablets. And my wife leaves me two out and... I said give it a few more weeks, you know, and I'm going to be all right. And then I start walking mountains, and that's when tablets are going to become a thing again because I'm pushing myself yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to places where people say that we shouldn't go. And by watching Paul fucking crawl up mountains and, and Ben and Bailey and all these people walking mountains just doing stuff, that's that positive mindset where you don't need drugs. Mm-hmm. You don't need anything. It's just a crutch, though, isn't it? It's like when I go back to that gambling scenario, like, it's just another crutch. It's just, mm-hmm. it might not be... Object- the feeling you're getting from doing it is the same it's as taking a drug or whatever you're taking. It's it's it's, it's the same. You, you're still. It's hard to describe actually the feeling you get from it. It's like um yeah man. It's like you can go to extreme high to extreme low and pretty it's quick pretty, man. Like yeah. and it's like a. I'm know, more so scared. Been on a roller coaster. I'm more scared I, I, of gambling. I know, man, I've, I've I've been addicted to drugs in the past and um trying to escape trauma and pain and I've, I've done it I've been into them extreme highs and lows the thing is I've, I've left it and I've revisited it and when I've revisited it it's been absolutely horrendous you know because when I've revisited drugs it wasn't it, I didn't get any of the enjoyment that I, that I got mm. previously from it or the even the escapism in fact all it did was took me back to that place that I'd left yeah 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 and it was horrible yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. like this I can't do this I can't do this again I'm the same with alcohol I can't I don't I can't smell it now well, I'll tell you how bad it got with me like, like I mean you're looking at like two o'clock in the morning you'd wake up pick up your phone, see there's a football match going on in Don't America, it, throw, five, throw, throw five grand on it. Yeah. It's like, for, for, there's, there's no logic behind what doing it. And he, I mean, you did, I didn't even I, know what I was betting on. I was just like, yeah, no, I'm just... Alex, I understand from the betting, the online betting, I mean, not to the same degree, but to the point where 
it was encroaching on my time. Like you said, I could wake up at two o'clock in the morning. Now I know, I could probably still tell you now what leagues are playing at what times. Do you know what I mean? Like I know if I want to bet at nine in the morning, I want to be betting on the India or Australia league. Yeah, you know, yeah, I know that. Like, yeah, 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 this I is what I mean. I don't, know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. just broke five grand. It was just like, it was just a crazy mindset to be in. And I was, did you see that program the other night about um, Paul Merson? Nah, nah, uh, I really wanted to was. watch yeah, it. Yeah, but... watch it, man, because it's really interesting. Like, and it's, it actually changes your brain. Like, if you watch the program, it actually shows you that it's, you get like, you don't actually get any enjoyment from like food or, or anything else and your brain isn't activated. But as soon as I showed him pictures of gambling, his whole it's brain like, activated. So yeah. it actually like changes the way your brain's wired. So like, I look back now and think I was lucky to be able to just like pull myself out of that. Like, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I, I didn't ever, I, I got to a point where I never thought I'd get away from it. Like, and to never thought you'd be able to get out of something. That's, that's fucking horrible, man. Like you, yeah. it's, that's, that is like, you feel like you've got something, a chain around you or so it's, you don't feel yeah. like you can ever break free and that must be when I was watching that program the other night actually your brain is actually rewired so I actually like come away from it and rewired my own brain now and by doing like, probably what I do now which I help people like I just I think just helping people is that and that's is, what I get that's what I, I get that from that so it's I've changed myself haven't I, I suppose but I can only say I'm lucky really listen Alex man I, I honestly like I started this podcast and I finished with, with by saying to me like I feel like you are an inspirational. Um, you are, you are, man. You inspire people, and and you and your daughter both inspire people. And and the thing is, like, people see that as like a really. It's a weird thing because, you don't mean to, but you do, and it's not like you don't need to go out and tell people, yeah, we do this. But at the end of the day, you do inspire people just by being yourself, and I think that. Is a testament in itself. Well, I, I, I said right from the start of this when I said to Daisy that when I said about that promise to Daisy when she came away from school, I said to do this, then we have to do it as we are, and we have to do it the good, the bad, the ugly. And there's no point in. So, oh God, I could have turned around and said, "Oh, everything was wicked. Like I never had any problems. Ah, oh, this, that, the other. I put a suit on. Yeah, I'm saying I could have could have hid all them things. Like and yeah. just says, oh, everything's great.' And probably and probably people would have still looked at it and says, "Oh, yeah, it's it's amazing." But but I think you're not going to learn. Think, from... I think lived experience is such a massive thing, because I honestly like I gravitate to people who I know have had them hard times because that's where I'm coming from. Not that like it's how I would say like I enjoy like I like to know people have been through pain, which sounds really sadistic, but in the same essence like it helps me connect with you to know that okay yeah yeah you've, you've lived through something and and you've done you've come out the other side which is the part I'm really looking at yeah yeah it's all good well and good being like successful or and I don't mean that in terms of you know earning loads of money I mean that in terms of you know, having a happy life and living a good life. Well, yeah, man. So you, you define your own success on what you want. My, it, su- my success is is not based around money or like as long as I've got enough to go to the gym and I, I can feed myself. My success is based on how I feel. And yeah. By how, by how I feel, by by helping these people. It, it, that, that's, think, that's that's the payment. There. It's, it's, I think there's more to it though when you've had to get up. Do you understand that? It's all right. Like yeah, you're right. Like people can have that. That's great. But when you've had to get up and get over something and then have that, 
I feel like, yeah, do you know what? That's hits, where the inspiration that, comes yeah, from. Yeah, it hits that point of self-reflection again, doesn't it? Like, that I don't self-reflect like, and, that, and that's that's my, like, I don't, I don't see everything that I, I've done. I'll just see what I want to go and do next. So it's hard to, to self-reflect all the time, but, but that's, that's something I'm definitely going to work on as well, man. No, but it's good, man. So, where can people find you guys, man? Like, if people want to donate, if people want to yeah, so look in, like, how can they get in contact? Yeah, so or? I'm on Facebook, so anyone can contact you and you can point me in the right direction anyway. Yeah, you know, I where, you know where I am, don't I? <laughs> so, Alex Dimitri on Facebook, Big Al underscore Dimitri on Instagram, and then you've got Daisy May underscore Dimitri on Instagram as well. And she's on Facebook as well. Amp camp, so, have they got their own well we set yet? stuff yeah well once we set it up as a charity then we'll pro- have a proper page and everything but yeah if you come onto my page there's links to all the walks yeah. uh, GoFundMe pages uh, all the other amputees uh, Ben Lovell as well he's an amputee if you search him he's you'll find lots of information on there but yeah just send me a message anyone wants to reach out Anyway, even just for a chat, man, like, you know, I'll, I'll just chat. Like, like I said to you earlier, I've seen, seen that 80-year-old on the treadmill today, like, and I just started chatting to him. Now I'm going to go to a church group. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't I don't believe in anything like that. But I think, like, I'm at that stage now where I am self-reflecting. I am starting to move on. I am starting to look at where I want to go. And I think, yeah, man, just learning. Learning from other people. Even sitting here today, just listening. It's just, yeah, man, it's just another step to growth, isn't it? Yeah, man. Well, thanks for coming down, man. Anytime. And, um, man. Cheers, dude. Yeah, again, this has been College Dropouts Special Edition. Please be